Hello, and welcome to the Food Freedom Body Love Podcast. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a licensed registered doctor of naturopathic medicine and the creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, a system for helping both adults and children make peace with their bodies, weight, and relationship with food so they can pursue health in the most relaxed and enjoyable way. Hey family, welcome back to the Food Freedom Body Love Podcast. I'm Jillian Murphy. I'm a doctor of naturopathic medicine and I help women and children and families and men learn how to make peace with food and their bodies so that they can live their lives and enjoy. And today I am going to be answering a Q&A from a woman who is feeling stuck. So she's seeing the, the the beautiful parts of health at every size and the food freedom body love method as I teach it. And it's just changing everything for her. And at the same time is really struggling with the weight that she is currently at and, you know, understanding set point and how it works. And if there's any quote unquote hope for her. So that's what I'm going to do today is answer the Q&A. The one thing I will say before we get going is just a little trigger warning. Um, I am going to talk about weight. I don't often talk about pounds, but it's really important to this woman's question. And for those that aren't triggered by it, I think it's really helpful to hear someone talk this honestly and this rawly and this vulnerably about where they are and what's happening with them. So um, yeah, if weights bother you, click on to the next episode and... For everyone else, let's go. This question was emailed into me a couple of weeks ago. And if you ever want your questions answered, feel free to email me hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. So this was emailed into me from a woman a few weeks ago. And here's what she asks. She says, Is there a way to change your set point? The food freedom body love method and health at every size has given me immense freedom to just embrace where I'm at right now. I literally had a fear that being overweight meant imminent sickness and then of course early death and forget the scale and move towards feeding myself well and doing what feels good in my body and gives me more energy and mental clarity. Like, let those be my markers instead of a number on a scale. However, it has given me a little bit of hopelessness because I'm feeling like I'm hearing that there may be no way for me to lose some weight. Not radical weight loss, but weight loss nonetheless. Is there a way to change your set point, even if slowly? I'm 5'9 and 260 pounds last I checked and have yo-yoed my entire life. But the lowest I've ever gone as an adult was 210 pounds. And I could just never maintain it long term with restrictive eating. Is there a way to slowly move my set point down over time? I know I should embrace my body at 260 pounds, but it's a bit limiting at this size. And I would prefer to be in a slightly smaller body. I have thankfully banished the thought that I need to be 160 to 180 pounds, which is what my weight should be. I have been at 210 or 220 pounds before and felt amazing and would love to find out how to move that set point down without dieting because that obviously doesn't work for me. 
I would love to hear you podcast about the science of set point and if there's anything that we can do to slowly change over time. Rapid weight loss obviously does not work because our body wants to go back to that set point. So what's a girl to do? Am I stuck here forever? This is a common question and I, you know, it brings up so many different topics and thought processes for me, but I'm just going to try to answer it as succinctly as I can. Um, And I think that we just need to start with what is set point, right? So for anyone who's listening, who's like, I don't even understand what set point. So set point um, has most recently, it's been researched by many people like Linda Bacon and Lucy Aframore and Ellen Satter. Um, But most recently I've read about Tracy Mann's research into set point. And really what she's just found is that there's a weight at which our body wants to stay. It's a, it's the place where we're happy when we aren't when our body is happy not necessarily we are happy um it's the point where we aren't focused on our body or food we're just eating normally and again there's lots of variations on normal eating but essentially normal eating is flexible and pleasurable and nourishing um and so we're at a place where we're just eating normally moving our bodies in a way that feels good not punishing or prescriptive or or demanding, you know, just something that feels really good in our lives. And we're living a generally healthy life that we actually enjoy living. And when we're at this place of sort of like peace and rest and we're doing things for our health, but we're not obsessed with our health, we tend to land at a weight over and over and over again. So when we aren't engaged in restrictive behaviors or we aren't engaged in highly reactive behavior behaviors like binge eating, our body just wants to return to a specific weight. And that's set point. And one thing that we found, and I say we, I'm talking about the researchers and those of us who review the research, is that set point will most often go up and not as often go down. And that's simply a survival mechanism in our bodies. And And what I mean by that is, it makes sense that our the low end of our weight is more tightly regulated than the upper end. And that's because evolutionarily or historically, it would have been a much bigger threat to, to die from losing weight than from gaining. And so our bodies were much better at sort of kicking into gear and putting all kinds of homeostatic um, systems and pathways into action when we started to lose too much weight. And so what what I mean by that is the moment we start to lose weight, our body starts to do all kinds of interesting things to try to keep us from losing too much weight, to try to keep us at the weight we're at, to increase our appetite, to increase our drive to find food, to search for food, to be preoccupied with food, to seek out fatty, sugary things. Because again, evolutionarily, if we started to lose weight, it was typically because we were starving. And so you know, there are lots of pathways and, and um, you know, cascades of chemical reactions that start to happen in our body when we lose weight that changes the chemistry of our body and tries to prevent us from losing too much. The other end of our set point is much less tightly regulated. Like if we gain weight, our body's not really that concerned because again, evolutionarily, we would have just been storing weight to take it off later. And so you know, 
when people first learn about this, it, it does tend to, you know, the word in the question, the word hopelessness was used. And that's not an uncommon feeling like, oh my God, I'm stuck here. That was also in the question, right? Am I stuck here forever? And and it can be, you know, the flip side of it is total freedom. Because the fact of the matter is your body has a weight that it likes to be at. It wants to be at a specific weight. It's going to do everything it can to keep you at that weight. And really all you need to do is just back the F off and like stop obsessing and just let your body sit where it's going to sit. And there's very little that you need to actually do except pursue a life that you actually enjoy living that feels good to you and your and your body will take care of it. You know, for a lot of people you know, it's the first time that they've ever considered the fact that they may not ultimately be 100% in control of the weight that they are at all times, right? So one side of the coin is hopelessness and despair and feeling stuck. And the other side is like, oh my God, I'm free. I'm not in charge of this anymore. But to get back to this question, because I do think it's important, um, you know, will I ever lose weight is essentially the question, or is there a way to change your set point? And the bottom line is we can't No. So it's really easy when we start to dig into the research to be like, yes, we can biohack our bodies like this or like, yes, you know, this is possible or no set point will never change. But the fact of the matter, the real fact of the matter as with all things in life, weight is complicated. And so there are people who do take weight off and take it off for life. And there are people who continue to attempt to take weight off and all they do is gain weight. And there's people everywhere in between. And what I know from working with people is that those survival tactics that our body has are incredibly powerful. And so for most people, continually trying to force weight loss just results in a body that is resisting weight loss in a mind that is increasingly preoccupied with food. And the moment you take your foot off the gas pedal, the weight all comes back, which was described in the question, right? Like I've been as low as 210 pounds, but I just couldn't maintain it with that kind of restrictive eating. Cause it's like, you know, you're preoccupied and you're focused and all your energy is going into this one thing. And the moment your energy can't go in there anymore, or your body starts to really rebel and you have to take your foot off the gas. And what I mean by that is you have to stop restricting so much, the weight comes back on, you return to the set point that your body is happy at. Um, So it's complicated though, because people are all over the place. And so I never want to give a definitive, like I even, I used to talk about set point a lot in my work one-on-one and I don't anymore because as much as it can be freedom for some people, as much as it's necessary information for some people to help them take their focus off weight, I think it does force people into a weird corner And I just don't feel like anyone needs to be obsessed with this. I feel like the goal of my work is to get your focus off of weight and onto health. That's my focus. And if you happen to lose weight, cool. But it's also possible that your weight will stay the same. It's also possible that you might even put on a little bit of weight. These are all possibilities. And so... I don't talk about set point as much anymore because I just feel like people get really wrapped up in this whole like, will I, won't I, can I change it, can I not? You know, the bottom line is we can't determine, we can't guess what someone's set point is. They actually have to get there by living a life that they actually enjoy living and eating normally and moving their bodies the way they intend to move it for the rest of their lives and stay there for a long period of time. (laughs) 
<laughs> and when they do that for a long period of time, we start to see what the set point is. Um, some people can kind of intuitively know it. It's the weight that they return to. I remember when I was in my 20s, there was a weight that I returned to over and over and over and over and over again. You know, like sometimes I would have a really heavy training summer with soccer and I'd lose a little bit of weight and then I'd take the winter off and relax and I'd gain the weight back. Or, you know, I went to university for the first year and I put on a little bit of weight, but when I went back to my routine in the summer, I went back down to that same weight. You know, there was this weight that I always like to hover at. What's really interesting is that at that point in time, I didn't recognize that as my healthy weight. I thought it was too high for my body. And so I fought that set point um, over and over and over again. But I can look back on it and see very clearly that my body just wanted to return to that weight over and over and over again. I now sit at a new set point, which is about 30 pounds, I would say, maybe some, maybe 35 higher-ish. I don't know. I haven't weighed myself in ages. Um, then that set point. And my body seems very happy here. So I fluctuate around this weight really easily, um, you know, and I try not to think too much about it, right? I just try to live a life that I want to live. And sometimes it's more active and sometimes it's less active and I move around. But the, the bottom line of this is that I just want to say that weight is complicated and every single person that I work with, their body reacts a little differently. But the bottom line when it comes to set point is that if we had to, if, if I was a, if I was a betting girl and I had to put my money on something, I would put my money on the fact that if you keep trying to lose weight and you keep trying to get your set point down intentionally, the most likely outcome is that your your set point will continue to inch up just based on what I know biologically about our bodies and what I know clinically about working with as many people as I have. So it's possible that your weight could go down, but it's also more possible if you keep pursuing um focusing on weight loss and pursuing weight loss so that your weight will actually go up long term. So then there's this other side of it because the question is really about like, okay, but what if I'm not trying to lose weight? Is it possible that my weight could go down? Again, anything's possible. But the catch 22 is the more we stay focused on weight, the more we are actually focused on weight, right? Like in order to really see if that's going to happen, the only way to see it is to really let go of weight in any way, shape or form as a marker of success and replace it as indicated in the question with energy and mental clarity and what feels good in your body and, and exercise, right? If being at a lower weight, you felt more comfortable in your body, you know, one of the things that we need to work toward is actually feeling comfortable in your body at any weight. And so that typically for the women that I work with involves movement and not just cardio. I'm talking about all kinds of movement, like movement that improves flexibility and um, balance and proprioception, things like yoga and dance and Pilates. And sure, you could do some cardio. For some women, it's strength training that makes the difference for how they feel in their body. The stronger you are, the better you will feel in your body at any size. But I do feel like I would be missing something here if I didn't mention the fact that for some people in their bodies, it's extra challenging to accept where they're at and to just let go of weight and really pursue health and feeling good in their bodies and movement for movement's sake because the world is not built to fit them. And so a good example of that is Roxane Gay. She wrote the book Hunger. Is it called Hunger? 
I feel like maybe I'm mixing that up. Um, hunger or hungry. I'll look that up and see if I can correct it after. But she wrote this book. It's all about her struggle with her body. It's a beautiful book. So many people have read it. And then just recently, she actually had um, gastric bypass surgery. And it was super controversial because she's been such an advocate of the body positive health at every size community. But for her, she wrote an essay on it. And whether you agree or disagree, you know, what it boiled down to is, you know, she's an academic, she teaches and she was traveling all the time. And travel was incredibly challenging and hard for her because she just didn't fit into the seats anywhere. You know, there's so many, Virgie Tovar writes about this too. It's like traveling while fat. It's like this whole challenging thing. And that's just, you know, traveling is just one example of the many ways that the world is uncomfortable and not built for those who are in different size bodies. And so, you know, while there are aspects of the battle that we can all get and understand regardless of what size of body we're in, you know, that desire to like, is this my set point? Will it ever change? Did I accidentally push it up? Is all hope lost? You know, those of us in almost any size of body can relate to that storyline. But for those who are actually in a body that is, you know, increasingly marginalized, that is plus sized, that is not being accommodated to in the world that we currently live in, there's a whole extra layer of discomfort that happens. The only thing I'll say here is it doesn't change the fact that intentional weight loss doesn't work. And continuing to buy into the fact that the only way you'll ever be happy or free or comfortable is to lose the weight is a losing battle. It's like you're buying into your own oppressive storyline, right? And as hard as it is and as uncomfortable as it is, it's still best to stay focused on health and pursuing things like, you know, in this case, for me, my best advice for someone who wants to feel better in their body is to move their body, to get strong, to become flexible and limber and more agile, and to look for great examples and mentors who are doing that, like Louise Green of Big Fit Girl or Jessamine Stanley or Dana Falsetti, like people who are in bigger bodies, who are active in their bodies and flexible in their bodies and agile and mobile and feel good. And does that mean that the plain seat always fits them? No, nope, it doesn't. That's, you know, we can still fight the systemic stigmatization of bodies on a, on a social level, we can still fight that. But you know, if you want to feel good in your body, you're going to have to also do the work on an individual level. And it's going to be harder. The bigger your body is, the harder it's going to be. But there's one other thing I want to point out. I know this is getting a little bit long, so I'll try to keep it short. I want to point out that at one point in the question, uh, the woman who wrote to me says, you know, the lowest she's ever gone as an adult was 210 pounds and she could just never maintain it long term with restrictive eating. And then later in the question, she says, I've been at 210 or 220 pounds before and it felt amazing. And I just want to point out, because this happens a lot, that when people have lost weight at a certain point, they remember how good it felt to be praised for that weight loss, to fit into slightly different sizes. Yes, as well, to potentially fit, you know, quote unquote, into the world better. I don't want to dismiss that. But there's a significant amount of the feeling amazing in a smaller body that really is about just fitting in better 
being thinner looking better in your brain because you haven't yet done all the work that it takes to find beauty in lots of bodies, right? And it's easy to romanticize that and forget about the fact that in order to be in that smaller body, you actually had to be fairly miserable. So, you know, certain things may have felt amazing, but if your whole life felt amazing, you would have been able to keep doing it and stay where you were right? Like this is one of the tricks of diet mentality is it makes you remember, oh, it was so great to fit into smaller clothes and to get praise for having lost weight and to fit better into the world and to feel like I look better because I've only ever seen smaller people, you know, deemed beautiful and I'm getting closer to that. I'm not there, but I'm getting closer. And so I feel better and forget that you spent every single day of being at that size, weighing food and obsessing about food and being preoccupied with food and missing social events and over-exercising your body and maybe binge eating occasionally or purging, you know. And so I just want to point that out because both of those lines are in this letter. And, you know, because I haven't actually spoken with this woman, I could be mixing something up here. But I just want to say that that pops up often, that people will initially say, oh, it was so hard to be there and I just can't do it anymore and I'm exhausted and I'm tired. And then when we really dig into the work and we start to do it, they're like, yeah, but I need to be able to lose weight because I felt amazing back then. And it's like, no, 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 no. Remember when we started the work, you were in deep identification with all of the negative behaviors and feelings that were associated with continuing to diet. And there were, you fit in better back at that weight, but you did not feel amazing in your life, right? Um, so I just want to point that out. And, and then I'll just wrap it up by saying the hopelessness won't last forever. This is a, a deep unlearning and relearning process. And the moment that you can take your eye off the weight and start to just live a big, beautiful, amazing life exactly how you want to live it is the moment that you will stop feeling so hopeless. That doesn't mean that there won't be bad days or there won't be moments of hopelessness, but they will become less intense. They'll become fewer and far between. Um, and you will slowly start working toward a life where your eating is normal and pleasurable and flexible and enjoyable and nourishing. And the way you move your body is all of those things. And then if your body is going to lose weight, it will. But again, let me just finish it with that catch 22. In order to get there, we really have to take weight off the table as a metric of success and put, you know, how I want to feel in my body and come up with a few words a la Danielle Laporte of how you want to feel in your body and tape them to a corkboard, tattoo them to your forehead, write them on your mirror, do whatever you have to do, and then work every single day to feel the way you want to feel in your body. Okay, that's it for today. Just for the record, I looked up the book by Roxane Gay and it is called Hunger. I did have it right. <laughs> and if you have a question, if you have a burning question you want me to answer, um, hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. And if you want to do the work, like let's do this. You know, I love this work. It changed my life. It altered the way I eat and socialize and live in my body and live in my life. And um, it really... It really has just been everything for me. And so I love doing it with other women. And again, you know, I do it with kids as well. So 
If you're struggling or anyone in your family is struggling and you want to do this work, hello at foodfreedombodylove.com and you can check out ways to work with me at foodfreedombodylove.com. That's it for today. Catch up soon. Bye. Thank you.